Oh, anyone got a pencil? Hello and welcome to the Mixtape Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Phillips, and every week I'll be asking my guests to make up a mixtape. I'll ask them for a title and five tracks. Track one, what's your intro? What's your attention grabber? What's going to be the song that's going to pull me in and make me want to listen to the rest of your tape? Track two, what's a song that you sing loud and proud when you're on your own in the car or the shower? Track three, I'm going to ask them to get a little bit obscure and pick maybe a B-side or an album track. Track four, pick a song that you would like to have played to your 18-year-old self. And track five, pick a song that you would put on your mixtape to let the listener know you're romantically interested. Due to the music being licensed content, you will have to click into the description of the podcast to hear the songs my guests pick on the accompanying Spotify playlist. Don't forget to smash the follow button or the plus sign and you'll be notified every time there's a new episode. Thanks for listening and I hope you enjoy this chat. Hello and welcome to another mixtape on this week's show. I'm joined by bass player extraordinaire Shane from Electrofuzz. Thanks for coming on the show, Shane. Really appreciate it, mate. How are you? I'm good, thanks, buddy. How are you? I'm fantastic, mate. Thanks for asking. So first of all, you are very kind enough to let me use your track, Resistance is Futile, for the opening of, of, of all of my radio shows and podcasts. It's a tune that I absolutely love. Um, so tell us a little bit, first of all, before we get into the podcast about that track. I wanted to talk to you about the visuals as well for your for your songs, because um, like the little dancing alien, like, it's amazing. Like I love that. Like, how, how do you go about like, you know, um, do you, is that something you generated or something someone did for you or how, how does that work, mate? Mate, well, as far as the um, visuals go, mate, I, I, I source just lots of um, like video, like um, stuff people that make um, that, that for, for use. Mm. Um, you get a lot of it's free, but you know, you can give a donation as well. Um, so I'll, I'll get onto a theme and I've got some sort of like areas. I've got some websites now that I, I've gotten onto that I know I can sit down and once I've got a theme in my head, I can start start working with them. So yeah, it's there's there's a lot of stuff out there, you know, like we're getting into that AI sort of era and everything now. Sure. So yeah. uh there's a lot of that out there. So yeah, I will just start off with a theme and um, you know, some of it some of it is 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 from one sort of site, but I I'll gather it from a few sites, yeah. Um, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. And for anyone for anyone who hasn't heard your your sort of music at all. Um, mm. what sort of style of music would I would maybe call it like maybe electro funk or is that, is that probably sort of, mate that's that's nailed it, it. yeah, yeah right, I, I would okay, say yeah. electro funk when people ask me I call it electro funk electro groove um it, we even mentioned new disco um new disco yeah right okay, yeah, okay. Uh, yeah spe- right. as in spell yeah. out uh, nu disco nu yeah yeah as in yeah. metal yeah yeah, yeah 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 so um but I think you yeah, electro funk is a very good way to to actually describe it buddy yeah so the new album hi-fi sci-fi out now shane um just tell us a little bit about that where can we get it you know what's the go is it going to be on spotify youtube Bandcamp? how, how can people get hold of the the album just for this month i'm launching on the website mm-hmm. um and hopefully get you know we've got a few followers um so i'm giving them the chance to actually buy it um, mm. rather than just putting it straight onto streaming services because as soon as it goes on streaming services, 
you, you're not going to get anything. Yeah, 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 just, yeah, 100%. Um, yeah, yeah. So I thought uh, I'll just do it on our, I've just, just got the website up. I've just finished uploading it all yesterday. Um, got the artwork and I only finished mastering it. Um, where are we? Friday. Monday. I reckon I only finished mastering it. I thought I'd done it and then I'm listening to uh, listening to it on the going to the train to work the other day from a Bluetooth headphones. I'm like, yeah, uh, bass is just a bit hot there and it's a bit <laughs> hot here. So, um, so yeah, it was um, a matter of uh, another few days of tweaking this week. Yeah, um, yeah. And then uh, and then yeah, I'm pretty happy with it for you know first up effort of mixing and mastering. Uh, I'd have to say I'm quite happy with it. Yeah. Bit of a learning curve for you in your studio, I imagine, with 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 that mixing and mastering and stuff like that. Oh, mate, it's you know they call it. They, there's a reason they call it the dark art. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those master, those dudes that master it, you know, they're locked away in a dungeon somewhere, and no one knows that they exist. They just do their job, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely, absolutely. Like on the flip side of that, there must be like an enormous sense of self satisfaction that you know you've 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 like taken that on yourself and you know done it yeah man it was a big realization funnily enough last tuesday when i just finished i sat down i finished mastering and then i sat back and i went you know this is massive you know um everything's been done in this tiny room from the the writing to the to the the recording the sampling uh the mixing the mastering the vocals you know yeah, but, but yeah, learned some interesting things along the way, you know, handy things for other people who would be in my situation doing home recordings, mm -hmm. um, you know, little technical things where you just pick up and you go, well, I'm, that's not what I would have thought, but I'm doing it that way and it's come out awesome, you know. Tracks that are already sort of out in the world from, from Electrofuzz, are they included on the album, like The Road? They are, mate. So three, three of the tracks that you're familiar with that you've played mm -hmm. are, are on the album. And then seven brand new ones that no one's ever heard before. Awesome. Awesome. So, I, can't yeah. wait. I can't wait to hear them, mate. So is that going to be available through just through your website or Bandcamp? At the moment, just for this month, yeah, just through the website. I'm not even going Bandcamp at this stage. With it. I will go Bandcamp when I do the other stuff with the do the streaming. Um, you know, all of that stuff, man, like Bandcamp, Spotify, you know, all of those streaming services. And not that Bandcamp is, but it's kind of the same thing. There's a game you got to play on it, you know, mm -hmm. um, to get on playlists because it's all about playlists yeah. with that yeah, stuff. Yeah. And I'm so busy, mate. It's like being an independent artist and just the sole independent artist these days. I mean, Susie does help out a bit here and there, but you know, mm -hmm. basically you got to you got to do everything, and you've got to be, you know, the writer, the keyboard player, the bass player, the guitar player, mm -hmm. the drummer. Then you got to do the social media, the artwork, the website. I've built the website. Mm -hmm. I mean, all the artwork I do, the videos, uh, I do everything. So, it, and then I still want to keep my chops up on the bass. You know, I mean, this this last few yeah. weeks have just been in the studio after the recording's done. I didn't touch a bass, and um, I like to keep myself pretty fit on the bass. Uh, but mm -hmm. your chops, if you don't keep your chops up, they just disappear. You know, yeah, so yeah. It's, you know, and I don't have time to sit down and do algorithms and playlists and get on get on playlists and get my you know i know there's a i know there's all this information out there saying what you've got to do but there's only so much time in the day you know <laughs> absolutely absolutely and i feel i feel you there mate when you talk about that obviously i'm not a musician myself but in terms of the podcast and the radio show um like I, i've got two radio shows now um literally just before we started talking i just posted about my second radio show um that i'm oh, doing cool. now 
Um, so I've got, and, and I haven't even started on RTRFM yet, but that's going to yeah, be a right. third one when that starts. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, um, yeah. And obviously I book the guests for the podcast and the radio show. I do the recording. Um, you know, yeah. I, I write the questions, I research the guests. Um, you know, I, I edit the podcast, you know, I produce yeah. the podcast, I put it out there on social media, you know, then I do my live radio show. Um, I do the artwork, like, you know, I, I I do everything. Um, absolutely. Yes. You know, it's a one man, it's a one man band um, doing the podcast. And yeah, I, so I feel, I feel your pain, mate, you know. I'm, I'm on my, our brand new website, which I, when you, you'll see it on Monday, because the link will be there. Um, I'm starting a blog and I mm. thought, well, I'll sit on the train because it's Yanship to Leaderville. So um, I'll sit on the train and do the blog, you know. So exactly yeah. that, man. Yeah. 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 You've got yeah. it. You've got 100%. it. You've got to make use of your time as best you can. A hundred percent. I'm the most time poor man I know. And, you know, obviously being a single dad and having a full time gig, a yeah. uh, full time job as well as the podcast and yeah. the radio shows and, you know, all the rest of it. Every minute, like, you know, every second is like, if I'm stuck in traffic for five minutes on a car journey, I'm like, that's five minutes of my life gone. You know I mean? like, <laughs> exactly. that's, how I, that's how I look at it. I'm like, oh, what, yeah. what could I have been doing in those five minutes? Um, yeah, yeah. So I, I, I've, it's just sort of I sit, at the moment on the train that's when i do the artwork and visuals and stuff for the podcast and the radio show we're still working on a date for the for the launch for the for the album mate yeah i think uh I, it, at this stage it's probably it's probably going to be october so right, okay. um, the, we, we won't do a gig we won't do a launch gig as the album's launched that's not going to happen it's a tough one for us um finding gigs is a tough one too you know it's mm unknown it's it's not kind of perf's typical music you know as well yeah in the, yeah in the, absolutely in, in, yeah yeah original scene and you know being older in that kind of genre it's it's people are like mm, not quite sure so but um we'll we'll we'll, we'll set up a uh we'll set up a a launch a launch gig probably october i think mm. um yeah. i've just been speaking to a guitarist that i want to bring in today um, okay. he, who I work at the music shop with, who's in who's in a great band called Curly. It's his band actually, mm. um, and hopefully I'll get him on board. And I was uh, just going to say to you, you're in the absolutely perfect job to 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 come across like musicians. <laughs> yes, man, I mean? it is. It is. It, it is. It's a good job. It is a good job for that. But um, uh, a lot of them come at a, the quite a high cost. That's <laughs> the good ones. <laughs> mm. Yeah, oh, definitely October. I think mm -hmm. uh, it's what yeah, we'll work yeah. towards, but I just wanted to get the album out to get, you know, cause there's a lot of people yeah. ask, asking about us, you know, when that is for gigs and that they go, oh, where can we hear you? Mm. And what can we hear? So I thought oh, it's yeah. time to just get all the music out there at the moment. So yeah. that's just, the plan. Just, just plug the website, mate. Is it electrofuzz.net.au? Is that it? It's electrofuzz.com.au. Right. Okay. Electrofuzz.com.au. If you want yes. to download the Electrofuzz album. Um, one thing I did want to ask you, mate, um, did you put yeah. your name in the frame to uh, get the support slot for Coldplay or is that, is that not, not, not uh, I didn't even bother, mate. Uh, I did. I figured that I can't even get a gig at, uh, at the local pub at the moment. So I, I got a fat chance of getting a gig for Coldplay. <laughs> Did you see the uh, the Southern River Band, um, their Instagram yes. post? I don't know if you follow them. That was an absolute cracker. He was like, nah, I'm all right, mate. Man. Yeah, it was hilarious. If, Bond, if ACDC asked me, yeah, maybe I'll yeah. think about it. Do you know what, though? Do you know what? It would be hilarious if Chris Martin went, no, actually. Yeah. That would do you want to do it? Yeah. What? Do you want to do it? Great. See how quickly he changes his mind then. 
It probably, mate, I, I reckon I would. <laughs> yeah, no, so would I, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, I've seen them live. <laughs> I saw them live on. Uh, I saw them live on St Patrick's Day um, yeah. this year. Um, oh man, such a good show! Like, they were brilliant. Like really, really good. I really enjoyed seeing them live. I don't know what I don't know what sort of criteria Coldplay would be looking for in a in yeah, a local so was, band. Do you know what I mean? That, like, whether they yeah. be looking for for someone who's got a big social media presence, or just musically in the same wheelhouse, or just someone they they personally like the sound of. Like I'd really love to know, like you know what yeah. what their sort of criteria is for 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 the support bands. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. Mm. Um, mm. You know, in, I, I, mate, even better would be Last Quaker up there. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> that would be so good. That would be so good. Someone like that would be brilliant. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah Trent, if you're listening, mate, because I know he does listen to the odd podcast. He told me when I when I had him on. Um, yeah, if you're listening, Trent, yeah, get your name in the frame, mate. If you haven't already, <laughs> you can do it, mate, yeah. Give the music shop a plug, mate. Where, whereabouts is that? Oh, okay, cool, mate. Uh, it's Concept Music, which is in Wembley. Oh, yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, we've been around for, oh, mate, nearly 43 years now. And wow. um, yeah, okay. yeah. I've sort of been and gone a little bit, but I started out with Graham as a as a work experience kid at 15, and that's like 40-odd oh, wow. years ago. So, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah man, it's uh, yeah, it's a great little shop. And if anyone's into bass, it's easily the best. We're pretty proud of our bass section there. It's the best bass wow, section. Okay. Mate, I'm really looking forward to your album launch night. If you need someone to man your merch store or anything like that, just hit me up, mate. That'd I'll be awesome, that, mate. That for you. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. might even be doing our sound, bro. <laughs> I've got zero qualifications for that, but I'll give it a crack, mate. No worries. <laughs> If you just go like that, yeah, like, I know what you Excellent. mean. That's about, nice, that's about as much as I can give you. <laughs> right, let's let's get into the into the meat of the uh, of the of the interview and the podcast, then, mate. Um, sure. So the mixtape is is the yeah. name of the show and podcast. So um, yeah. as you know, because because I've already already sent you the tracks, I ask you to pick five tracks for your mixtape, and sure. track track one is your intro track. So yes. you picked "Come On, Come Over" from Jaco Pistorius. Um, yes. So talk to me about that choice, mate, and why and why you chose that. Sure, mate. Well, I thought I'd just, if you know, it was the first song that you got people going with. Um, the the name of the, I guess, the name of the mixtape would be "Forward Motion." Um, forward motion is a musical term, dates back to Bach. It's about energy and promotion of energy with throughout the tune song piece of music um you know something like Takata and Fugue in D minor where he uses a pedal point and then he brings all that organ in that's gone through the centuries all the way through to to Bach and Bebop mm. and Dizzy Gillespie um and it's about just creating momentum in the song and this is a perfect example of it I reckon it's uh Jacko's uh he's if people don't know Jacko's you know one of the gods of the electric bass guitar um this track sort of like it's from his solo album in 76 um, so I think it's the only vocal track on the album from memory. Um, is it him singing or is it someone else singing? No, no, he's got um, uh, a couple of soul, uh, soul singers oh, okay. um, singing yeah. this one, yeah. But it starts out with this intense horn line, goes on to this G7 altered chord, goes chromatically down to G, H7, G, sharp 7, F9, and goes into this sort of like the tradition of sort of like Wilson Pickett, James Brown, because Jacko liked that kind of sound. Mm. And then it goes into this really cool, nasty R&B groove. Um and he sits in this pocket in the R&B in the verse, and in the chorus he goes into this, drops it into this D9 chord with this great 16th note chromaticism with this forward motion is happening, chromatic groove, mm. um, 
state of creating lines and statements while just sitting, still doing his job as a bass player, but being very melodic, a la James Jameson from Motown. Uh, and yeah, just creating this monster pocket. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, it's what I really live for is hearing this great groove and monster pockets um, of bass players and drummers that are very good at doing it, you know, sitting just in front or sitting behind the beat and chromatic runs and yeah. So I think this song is a great example of using forward motion to uh, promote great groove. Yeah, I, I, the way I, I interpret like the, the way I look at how you, how you just said that. Like I, I'm not musically gifted in in any way, shape, or form as you are, and I couldn't speak to it the way you were speaking it and breaking it down right then. But I can, I can listen to it and feel it and go, Fuck, I love that. Like that's that's doing me all sorts of favors. Like that groove and that like you say that melodic like way of playing i absolutely loved it and and um i remember i think i mentioned you before i was already um aware of that track my brother literally maybe a month ago sent me that track and said like this is what i'm aspiring to like as a bass player this is what most bass players like this is what we're all aiming for is is for this level of like you know groove and and like you say sitting in that pocket um i did a little i didn't know much about jaco and i did a little bit of um a little bit of googling and research, and um, he got beaten to death at like thirty-five years old or something by a bouncer. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's the saddest Tragic. story, man. Yeah, uh, it's a sad. He's 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 like a genius, um, but he yeah. he he did have a tendency of rubbing people up the wrong way. But um, back in the stack, back in that time, um, bipolar or yeah. Yeah, depressed or well, not depressed, but bipolar was not really well, you know, researched or even stated. Uh, and Jacko probably definitely had it. Um, and on top of that, he had, um, I, you know, I think he had a pretty decent sort of like it, when it when it got really bad. He when that happened, he was like living homeless. Yeah, um, yeah, for, and, yeah. And when he and he and I think he may have even had a coke habit. I'm not quite sure about that. Yeah, but. what I was what I was reading was there he had some mental health issues and and a, and a drug habit and um yeah yeah like undiagnosed and untreated sort of bipolar disorder and um, yeah yeah I read that that night he he crashed the stage at a Santana gig or something in Florida <laughs> yeah. and um, yeah. he got kicked out and gone looking for somewhere to yeah and just had a, an altercation with a bouncer who was clued up with the old martial arts and and came off like yeah. Yeah, yeah, pretty badly. So yeah, that was that was a tragic story. I didn't know that. Um, but I was aware of him, but I didn't really know much about his life story. But it, it's it's a it's a it's a movie waiting to happen. I think to yeah, me, like his sure. story. Um, it is. I don't right? know, it is. And it hasn't and it hasn't come about yet. But yeah, maybe one day. Maybe one day. Uh, yeah, there's a doco out there now that's been made. Oh, okay. Um, there's a doco, I think. Um, yeah, because like his his bass, which was a, a fretless old fretless jazz friend of jazz bass. Yeah went into sort of like got found again. I think the guy from Metallica, the bass player oh, from Metallica, no uh, some came how came same came across it and kind of the interest and momentum in in him started all again. And I and I think there is yeah. a, a doco out there on him now. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Same same similar sort of story, even though he's still alive to to Rodriguez. Are you familiar with Sixto Rodriguez? Yeah. Similar yeah. sort of story like and the the doco came out and now all of a sudden he's charging three hundred bucks for a gig at King's Park. Yeah. <laughs> so track two. I asked you to pick a song that you sing loud and proud when you're, when you're in the car or in the shower. Uh, yeah. You picked uh, House of Holy by Client Liaison. It's another band I was vaguely familiar with, but not really familiar with the track. 
Um, big get lucky, uh, Daft Punk sort of vibe to that track. I, I found. most definitely, man. Uh, that's yeah. pretty well. Pretty. It's funny you should say that because uh, Niles Rogers had a a big hand in the Daft Punk in that album. Sure, yeah, that yeah whole album. Yeah. And uh, to me, this song reeks of Niles Rogers, Bernard Edwards. <laughs> it's got that. It, again, sure. I'd call this new disco. I love disco. I love banging disco. Yeah. Yeah, and this song is definitely banging disco. Um, yeah, these the kids from Melbourne, um, they, they it kind of opens up with this haunting kind of gospel type vocal thing with solo piano. Um, then it's got these great hook lyrics and really good harmonies, but just drops into this great Niles Rogers type inspired groove, I reckon. Yeah, um, really good synth bass um, and and flute. This flute comes in as one of the hooks in the song. Yeah, does a solo yeah. and. You know, not always into flute, especially in popular music, not really into it in jazz, but, man, it's used really well in this song, um, yeah. really well in this song. And it's a great tune. It's When I first heard it, I said to my missus, because I've, I've got a grandson and my daughter and my missus were here, and I put it on. I said, guys, listen to this. And we just were all dancing. I was holding on to my grandson, and mm. we were just dancing in the lounge room. And I said, man, I wish I wrote this song. It is banging. <laughs> That was another one of my questions. That was going to be another one of the tracks was tell me about a song you wish you'd wrote. So I probably, I guess that would probably be the same one. Um, <laughs> I wasn't sure the era when, um, when I watched the video, cause he's got like a massive, like seventies uh, <laughs> per mullet going on. And I, was yeah. like, well, I got the right video here. Cause I thought these were quite recent and yeah. Yeah. Oh, you must, I reckon you've seen his, the live one that they do it live. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was live. Yeah. yeah. Live at heaven. I think it was. was yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, man, uh, it's that that's part of the reason I just love the look too. Um, yeah, looks, yeah, yeah he look, they look great. I mean, it's only, I think it's only a couple of years old. It came out maybe the year before last year. Definitely got that sort of chic, yeah, Niles Rogers yeah. kind of, you know, in the I don't know if, if it was him, if it was him playing, but I read as well that, um, Tom Tilly from, from Triple J, yes, plays bass with him. Is that him? Is that him playing on that track? I think it is, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, and okay. I think yeah, uh, yeah, he, yeah. um, when they play live, Tom Tilly does play bass with them, yeah. Okay, track three. Um, yeah. I asked you to get a little bit obscure and left field and pick a B-side or an album track. Now, I'm not going to say the track or the or the artist because I'll be honest with you, um, I can't pronounce her name. So It's a tough um, one. Yeah. yeah, I'll leave it to you, mate. Go. Oh, thanks. Go <laughs> I was hoping you would actually pronounce it, dude. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, it's Call Me by Michelle, Michelle Diacello. The, um, the the best that's how I was going to pronounce yeah, it. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, there's probably going to be some uh, people that have pronounced it better than me. But uh, yeah, uh, man, she's amazing. Uh, that's um, this is off a great album, and I was going, man, this 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 again. It can't, any of like any of these songs, this could have been anything. For example, I love Anderson Puck, that Malibu album, mm. um, Kendrick Lamar. It could have been anything, but I chose this one because the way she she's a great player, she's a great singer, great writer. Mm. Um, but the way the bass, obviously there's a lot of bass influence in all of these songs. I did, so I did pick that up. Yeah, 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 yeah. But the way the bass sits in this uh, in this song is awesome. The, so there's some synth bass in it with bass and she trades off with the synth. Um, but she goes into this sort of like cool groove where there's, she's kind of on the beat, off the beat, and she uses space really well, Michelle. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, you don't have to be busy all the time. Um, you can be, and and like in Jacko's song, you can be, but there's times when there's just places to leave space. Um, she does that beautifully in this song, and then she 
got all these slides and she's got these little 16th fills and she swings the 16th in the offbeats and um, really good use of space, nice chords. Um, and for me, actually, I think on this song, man, she actually uses a couple of different basses because she, I think she uses a jazz bass, a Fender jazz bass, then she goes off out into the bridge part and she uses a Stingray, like a Music Man bass, but um, really really good articulation there's space good articulation on the note length and she's just you know and then some great muse on the, she uses great music so i think on this track the guitar player is wawa watson who's oh, the great great awesome. you know from the the snake pit in motown in detroit so he's part of the funk brothers mm-hmm. um part of that great band who james jameson is probably my biggest one of my biggest influences so that that so wawa watson plays guitar on it and actually michelle there was this great documentary called Standing in the Shadows of Motown um, because those guys, the house band for Barry Gordy, were just a bunch of guys who sat in what was called the snake pit. Mm. And, you know, the arrangers for The Temptations and Marvin Gaye would come in with a bland arrangement or some arrangement and just go, here it is. And these guys would just get hold of it and turn it into banging hits, right? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. kind of, to be honest, I think it's where funk was really born with these guys, mm. you know. Um, but... Uh, you know, I think those guys have played on more hit records than, say, Freddie Mercury, Michael Jackson, sure. Elvis Presley, all those yeah, guys. Yeah, that yeah. The hit records these guys yeah. made were insane, and no one knows about them. Not even close to being household names. No, but yeah. Michelle did this great um, – sure, she was part of this great documentary called Standing in the Shadows of Motown, um, and it goes through the – I mean, you know, Paul McCartney was so influenced by James Jameson, you know. I mean, a lot of people don't realise how influential that that band from that studio was. Didn't she sing on that, Doco? Oh, uh, yeah, she man. With yeah, the Temptations, she... I think. Yeah, 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 that's right. yeah. yeah. I do remember seeing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think I was aware of who she exactly was at the time, but I've I've seen Standing in the Shadows of Motown. It's an amazing Doco, yeah, so yeah, I recommend that. I do like to give out... Um, give out recommendations for movies and docos and things like that during the show, like especially music related ones for people to get into. And, and that is one I would definitely heartily recommend standing in the shadows of Motown. It's a great doco. Yeah. Uh, in fact, it's, if someone was into uh, wanting to get into playing good bass, it's almost, it's also a good university. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's oh, a good sure. school. Yeah. 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 For sure. hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. Okay. Moving on to track four, Shane. And yeah. I asked you to pick a track that you <laughs> wish you could play to your 18-year-old self. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, this one's going to take up some time on your podcast. I think it's about seven and a half minutes. But... It is. I, uh, I'd not heard of these and I'd not know I didn't know the song. So I gave it a listen. Um, yeah, and it was a it was a good seven or eight minutes, I think, the track. Yeah. Yeah, man. So sorry about that. That's uh, fine, mate. There's no worries. Uh look, man, it's like a Swedish boy band. <laughs> and like I it's not the same sort of thing I'd normally be into, but they are they're just giants. Um what do I like about this song and this band? Um, it's a three-piece, and the singer's amazing, great keyboard player, the drummer's killer, and there's this bass player called Hendrik Linder, who's just a monster. He looks uh, like uh, he looks like a young, like a Robert Smith apprentice or my chemical does, romance. Or something like that. He looks so out of place right? in that band. Yeah, 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 yeah. man. He looks great. I love his yeah. look. Um, but apart, they are seriously good musicians. They've obviously had a great musical education. Because if you go through their songs, they started out just as a YouTube sensation, playing, rent, doing their own renditions of like Britney Spears, like covers mm-hmm. and all that sort of thing, you know. 
and it just grew and it just grew into this thing where this and they started finally doing their own music but they've obviously had great education um because the, the reason i chose it for this song for for what, what my 18 year old self was to say do you know what you can make really intelligent pop music uh as an 18 when i would have said to my 18 year old self because that's what these guys do they make seriously intelligent pop music the their voicings if you go through their songs there's you know chord progressions in their songs that are just insane they're more suited to a, a jazz jazz fusion type chord progression they use these amazing chords their sense of harmony when i say harmony not vocal harmony i mean orchestration mm. is insane they have a great sense of composition and harmony um this song works shit out starts with this monster just uh, Hendrick just holds this amazing groove on 16 notes and, and it's really hard to do. You think I was just sitting on, on one chord, but it's a bit like the Deantown Wolfpack thing where you're just sitting there holding those 16th notes. It's really, really hard to hold that in a pocket and not go mm. out of time. He does it on a six string fretless. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Makes it even more insane. Yeah. Um, and he never loses it. Um they, you know, they, they they have amazing dynamics in this song, and then that the main groove goes into this sort of first keyboard solo, and they build it up beautifully, and then it drops out into this great dynamic, and they build it back up into the B section, and then that guy on the keyboards, man, I used to think he was just you know a good pop keyboard player, but he lays into this jazz solo, and he's got great jazz phrasing, uh, and then you know like through the solo it starts out in D minor, goes through to F sharp minor, changes into B flat minor. I think it ends in F minor. It's what, and there's this, all this orchestration, amazing chords, and then it goes into this drum solo. I'm not, not always big into drum solos, especially on a on a song where it's not live, but it's just done so well. I mean, you know, the drum solo's got this great, it's such a well recorded drum kit. Uh, and then coming out of the the drum solo, the bass and the piano just hook into this groove. And they take it out into the bridge. The whole thing is just amazing. And it's so, so well put together. They're so intelligent, these guys. Um, and it's not intelligent that that sort of like loses sort of groove or or soul or anything. They've got that in, in tons as well. But it's just their ability to put together songs like this is it's insane. It really is insane. What what struck me about it and my my mate Stu, um, that I, I I've been on his podcast um a bit, and he's I'm actually um he's coming on my podcast on Monday. Um, he uses a phrase um urgent to describe <laughs> um to describe some songs, and that that really struck me as a really sort of urgent song. And that guy, he cannot get enough notes in on that bass, like he's just cramming them in, like not like you yeah. say, not going out of time, not missing a beat, but he's just trying to. He's like, I've, I made a note here. Um, Steve Vai of bass players, like he's just like he's on it, like you know he just can't get enough notes in, and yeah, yeah. he just yeah, it's just so so urgent. Um, yeah, so urgent is a good way. Out. So, mate, you know how I started with forward motion and energy. Yeah, yeah. it's a good way to describe that. There's an urgency there. Mm. Um, but he sits, he still sits in the pocket doing his role. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, really well, but yeah, so. Again, going back to our first song, Come On, Come Over, we, we kind of got that urgency from Jacko. Mm, yeah, um, yeah. And then, um, and then, but, you know, uh, and, and then people have made their own sound from it. I'm not saying these guys are all Jacko clowns because clones, because they're not. Mm. Um, but yeah, that's a good way to describe it, man. Really good way they, to describe it. They struck it. me as well was like probably um, listening to the, like you say, the intelligence and the melody and the, and the orchestration of it all. 
I got I didn't Google it. I didn't research too much into them, but mainly because it took me like all my research time to listen to the. <laughs> <laughs> but, but what um but what what the impression I got from from watching them just in that one video was, I I surmised that they were all top of their class at the most prestigious music college or university wherever it is they're from, and they yeah. all met. Like that's where they came together is in that sort of environment. That's the sort of impression I got from them. Oh man, it's I I, I envy it so much. It's what I wanted, and I've I've never had that. They did. They met. They all met as kids, and it's right, a bit like I, 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 I another band I could have put in here tonight. My favorite band at the moment is a band called Wolfpack, um, and they do the same thing. They are a jam band that sort of started out on YouTube and become bigger than. And there's a bass player in there called Joe Dart. Um, who I absolutely love, and I'm, I'm learning a lot of his stuff at the moment. But they they started, you know, they went to the stage. They two went to to, to a music college and, and just met as mates. Um, and that's living in uh, Yanship and Two Rocks is uh, has like uh, not been great for me for that sort of thing. But um, <laughs> so uh, that's and that's what happened to these guys in Sweden as well. Yeah, young kids that that uh, met up as yeah as young because they're they're a Swedish band. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, and they're huge. Uh, the, I, I have the the utmost respect for them. I, 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 as I say, I don't necessarily listen to every song, and I and I'm not an absolute no fan, mm. but of 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 their compositional harmony skills and just their chops. Um, their yeah. chops are insane. Track five is is your final track of, of yeah. the, <laughs> the mixtape. I'm going to make you. I'm going to ask you to make um, yeah. a song. A song to let <laughs> someone know you're romantically interested. Not. <laughs> I would say uh, a classic choice of, of ballad um, you've picked here. So, so tell us, tell us what you picked for number five, mate. Well, <laughs> it's an odd one. It is true. I thought about this man, and I thought about yeah, you know, Lacme, the flower, flower duet, duet from that great opera, and the, mm. so many choices. But uh, I've gone with the Sex Pistols, <laughs> um, and I've gone with the song Submission from Nevermind the Bollocks. <laughs> yeah, um, and it's. Completely the opposite of the fourth song. <laughs> we don't have lots of great harmonical orchestration here, but let me just say that um, I love this album. Um, I love it. I love it for its. And, and I know, and I know, it was a, a lot of people have got lots of opinions about the Sex Pistols and this album, but I just love the rawness of it, mm. and I like the way. Obviously, the producer, I think Johnny Lydon wrote the guy off big time, but the producer was a guy I think called Chris Thomas, and he made that album sound really good. He made he just made a great rock and roll album. He The, the drums are recorded so well. I don't think Sid Vicious plays much bass on it, to be honest. I think they Jonesy did a bit in it, and they got yeah, Glenn Matt yeah, back did, to yeah, do a bit. Yeah. Um, but the, 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 ba the bass is sitting in beautifully with the kick drum, um, the guitar is recorded really well. I'm not saying these guys are great musos. I'm not saying anything like that. I'm just saying it's a really good rock and roll album yeah, or punk, whatever you want to call it. Um, but this song just kicks ass. This is, it's a great, it's a great riff. Um, look, Johnny Lydon said it's the closest love, the closest thing they ever got to writing a love song. Uh, there's a lot of stories about it, a lot of myths about it. Some people say that Malcolm McLaren wanted a song to coincide with his sex fetish shop about oh, okay. B and D, so hence the submission. Yeah. Um, Johnny Lydon apparently said screw that because he was hating Malcolm McLaren at this stage. Yeah. 
Um, so him and actually Glenn Matlock apparently wrote it over a beer in a in a pub. Um, and they wrote it. It starts off with um, submission as a sub. I'm in a submarine. I'm on a mission in a submarine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Submission. So yeah. I don't think it quite got to the um, to the heights that Malcolm McLaren wanted to it. But if you listen to it, you know, you got me pretty deep, baby. I can't figure out your watery love. Yeah. Knowing Johnny Lydon, I don't I don't think it's as straightforward as everybody thinks it is. You know, there's also he he would have sort of put all sorts of innuendos in this song. So um if nothing else, to me, it speaks about trying to figure out you've been stuck not knowing what this girl or boy's thinking and you know, trying to figure out their watery love. Um, you got me pretty deep, baby. And if nothing else, if it is about a submarine mission, I'm a surfer for 45 years anyway, so it's about my love of the ocean anyway, buddy. So, <laughs> right, yeah, okay, <laughs> that was cool. my that was my romantic version of uh, of this song. But it's you know it's just a kick ass song. I was I was going to ask you though, did you have you seen the that short series called Pistols? I, I really enjoyed it. I know everybody's going to say, oh, it wasn't factually accurate. This that, or he didn't shag her, or this didn't happen, or blah blah. blah. Um, but what what struck me about it, which I was maybe a little not as aware of, the series really made Sid Vicious out to be not. I wouldn't even use the phrase musician. Like he's just a geezer on stage with a bass guitar, and there's the scenes where they're, they're complaining about how bad he makes them sound, and and not because he was drunk or out of it, just because he did, he didn't know what he was doing. Do you know what I mean? Oh, he yeah. was just he was just there for attitude and and snarl yeah. and you know uh, and presence yeah. and and not. And not for the not for his guitar. Yeah, that really made me laugh. I really enjoyed that series. Um, yeah, I really did. I thought it was I thought it was immense. I watched it a few months ago, and um, yeah, absolutely loved it. Yeah, me too, man. I, I thought it was awesome. I, I did love it too. And I, I, you're right. I did see some people, even Johnny Lydon, saying, "Well, they didn't really, yeah, you know, talk to me too much about it and everything." But um, but I think Jonesy was the main main guy behind it. Um, yeah, he was. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. man, it, it, it was. I I still enjoyed it. I thought it was good, and and you know whether people like it or not, um, you know it was. I think it was a seminal moment in music. I mean, I, they didn't invent punk. I know they didn't invent punk, um, and I know punk was happening in New York and places like that beforehand. Um, but it was it was a seminal it was a seminal album. I thought for the time, and you know, Absolutely. and it was pretty pretty anti-disco and here I am loving disco and disco bangers and everything. But look, uh, I, 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 there's nothing better than getting dirty on a floor with, uh, with a good punk band, you know, you know, yeah, I went and sure. saw, uh, last Quokka is a, is, is a band that I went and when I saw Abby May last at Mojo's last Quokka was supporting them. And that's a great perf punk band. It's just great. Getting a bit of dirty. buzz about them. I've heard a bit about them. I'm, I might need yeah. to do a bit of further research and get them on, on the podcast. Yeah, mate, they're killer. They're great. Yeah. 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 Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, just on that as well, on on the Sex Pistols and their and their influence. Um, have you seen the movie Twenty Four Hour Party, people? Yes, I love so that. There's movie. A, that yeah, I know it's great, isn't it? I had Rowetta on a few weeks ago, and, and I spoke to her about it. Obviously, with her being yeah, I heard it. that it was well, great. That, it was a great interview, man. Great buzz, man. Honestly, that was so good. Um, yeah, I was so. If you felt nervous about interviewing Abby May, I was. <laughs> I was absolutely because, like, as a, as a sort of 16, 17 year old, eighteen year old boy, like yeah. she was a. Um, an inspiration, should we say? Let's leave it at that. Um, <laughs> yeah. So now I am like as a fifty-year-old man, like I'm interviewing her, and I was like, "This is mad." Anyway, yeah. So um, that 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 scene where um, it's at the Free Trade Hall, um, and it's the first time they play Manchester, and 
the Sex Pistols, I mean. And um, yeah. in the room is like um, Martin Hannett, um, Tony Wilson, the the Joy Division, uh, the Buzzcocks, like Mick Hucknall. Like everyone was in that room and they had whatever, you know, everyone was sort of energized and inspired by that like gig. And there was like, you know, 30, 40 people in the room or whatever. And, and almost all of them went on to do like amazing things in music. Like I think you can never underestimate the influence of a band like the Sex Pistols. Anyone who collects records or anyone who's into music in any way, shape or form, I think you need to own that record because it's it's an absolute cornerstone of, of anyone's record collection. Here, yeah. here. For hmm. sure, man. So that was the mixtape. Thanks very much for coming on, Shane. I really, really appreciate my, it, mate. My pleasure, buddy. Uh, thanks for having Cheers, me. Can mate. I just say too, mate, thank you for what you're doing because I've been listening to a few of the shows and I don't listen to a lot of radio. Um, so I think what you're doing is actually really lifting the bar in, in Perth radio. So thank you for that, man. Thanks so much for giving me the promo clip. <laughs> Too um, easy. Thanks uh, for playing it, mate. Oh, really, thanks so much for your support, Shane. I really do appreciate it, mate. Um, good luck with the gig um, next you. week. And I'll, I'll see you at the album launch, I guess. All right, mate. Thank you so much. That was the Mixtape Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to jump up to the top of the page and smash that follow button and you'll be notified every time there's a new episode or follow me on Instagram at the Mixtape Perf. Until the next time.